0: Meta has spent upwards of $50 billion developing the Metaverse. But will it pay off? Go inside the company in a new three-part series. From Facebook to Meta,
1: Zuckerberg's Big Bet, in the Tech News Briefing feed from The Wall Street Journal.
0: Have you ever had a case of the Mondays? How was your weekend? Ugh, too short.
1: I need coffee.
0: When you return to work after the weekend— and it still feels like there's not a lot of gas left in the tank, it can be a struggle to get back into the groove. Now, imagine that it's not one weekend you've been away. It's like eight, or a dozen, or two dozen. I'm Erin Delmore, and this is As We Work from The Wall Street Journal. How does it feel to go back to work after months away? I'm not talking about summer Fridays or long weekends vacationing or that two-week cruise through the Bahamas, though mentally, that's where I'll be while my body is freezing through this New York winter. I am talking about those sporadic but significant extended leaves of absence that so often accompany profound life changes, like having a baby, or recovering from surgery, or caring for an ailing relative, or fulfilling military duty. Or how about a sabbatical? that extended period of time away for study, travel, or personal growth. And when that chapter comes to a close, you reopen the book on work and figuring out how to adjust back into that job you left when so much has changed around you. Maybe you've changed, too. Take Meg Michelle. She's 31 years old, and she works in quality control for the printing company Custom Ink in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In mid-September of 2022, she took a leave of absence from work to deal with mental health issues. She didn't know how long she'd be out for at first. She ended up being on leave for two months, but work didn't leave her. I get
1: work emails every day from, like, the team, so I'd be checking my work emails, like, every other day just to see how things Mm. were going and checking in on everybody. My bosses didn't try to contact me or anything. I was just kind of reaching out to check on the team. I I didn't want to feel too disconnected from it because I knew I'd be going back.
0: Sometimes these absences are paid. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're covered under your workplace's own policies, and sometimes under the Family and Medical Leave Act, or the Americans with Disabilities Act, or other types of federal or state-sanctioned leave. In Mech's case, her employer, Custom Inc., told us that the company provides all full-time workers with short-term and long-term disability at no cost, along with paid time off. So... On the day she was scheduled to go back to work after eight full weeks away, she got in the car, and this is how she was feeling. Heart pounding, (laughs) Uh,
1: just preparing conversations in my head ahead of time if people asked me about what was going on, just bracing myself for people reacting to seeing me again, Um, just like mentally preparing myself for possibly the worst.
0: That feeling she's describing sounds like a mix of those new kid on the first day of school vibes and... I don't know, a 13-story free fall on the Tower of Terror. Ugh, just tough. Meg's not the only one in this boat. Far from it. Employee requests for leaves of absence were up more than 21% last year. That's according to a survey of 600 corporate and HR leaders launched by AbsenceSoft, a web-based software company that helps HR professionals manage employees' leave or accommodation requests. And that means more people are gearing up for their return to work after an extended period of time away. I asked Meg Michele how it felt to actually get back into the office after her two months away.
1: I was definitely nervous about my coworkers asking me a lot of questions, um, just because it's not something I wanted to talk about at work. Um, I didn't want people to view me differently.
0: See, Meg's colleagues had a lot of overtime while she was gone. A mix of the heavy holiday season for orders and the fact that the company didn't backfill her job. So while she was out, her colleagues picked up the slack.
1: I felt kind of bad that I couldn't be there to help support them in that time and that they were kind of carrying everything while I was gone. I was a little bit worried that they'd be bitter that I wasn't there for overtime.
0: (laughs) Faced with this fear of her colleagues resenting her or asking a bunch of questions around her leave that she wasn't ready to answer, here's what Meg actually got.
1: There wasn't any hard feelings around it. Like, they were pretty understanding. It actually seemed pretty normal. Um, (laughs) When I returned, like, it felt like I hadn't left almost, except for there were a bunch of new people and we were in the middle of expanding the facility. So our whole work location was in a different area. So that took some getting used to.
0: (laughs) Do you feel closer to your colleagues in any way after this? Yeah,
1: I definitely think I do. Just because their reaction to everything kind of caught me off guard. They were more empathetic and understanding than I thought. Um, so that kind of gives me a new a newfound respect for them, I think, in a way.
0: Meg says the stigma around her mental health leave that she was so concerned about didn't really materialize. And that may have been because mental health leave is becoming more common. According to that apps and soft survey, mental wellness and burnout is actually the second most common reason why people request leave. The most frequent reason was related to illness and rounding out the top three was caring for a family member. And and Absentsoft projects that leave requests will rise more than 40% this year. So today we're tackling the mega question of how can you make your return to work easier and more successful? How can you snap back into the groove faster and with confidence? And what can you do if it's not going well, or if you need some support along the way? I asked Meg. If Somebody takes leave from work for any reason, and maybe Mm -hmm. it's Healthcare for themselves. Maybe it's to care for a loved one. Maybe it's a new child in the family. What advice would you give them on how to return to work successfully?
1: Mm, I'd say mentally prepare yourself for a lot of changes when you're gone, and just be willing to roll with the changes. Uh, communicate. <laughs> just just communicate with your team constantly. You'll avoid making mistakes because things might have changed while you were gone. Because things are always changing. Don't feel bad about asking a ton of questions. It's really important to make sure that you're on the same page as everybody.
0: And by the way, Meg, who could feel her heart racing in the car that day as she headed back to work for the first time in two months, says she got back into the groove just fine. Did you have a moment that sticks out in your mind where you really felt like, okay, now I'm back? We
1: had to rush out a bunch of orders and I had been assigned to like assemble a bunch of the orders for the printers. Um, so I was just in the zone and I was really getting into it and that process hadn't changed and I ended up helping a bunch of the new people that I had started there and I was like, yeah, okay, I got the hang of this now. I know what I'm doing again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome because you're in a flow state because you're doing your job and you're also mentoring the new folks because you're the OG there, you know, maybe you were gone for a couple months, but you're still the person with the institutional knowledge.
1: Yeah, I was like, okay, I still like know how everything works like on the back end and I can still instruct people and help them. And I was like, cool, I got this. (laughs)
0: When Meg found out she had new colleagues, she didn't see it as a hurdle. She saw an opportunity to help them learn and regain her footing in the process. And she says that one of the best things people can do for a colleague returning from leave is to reach out. Just welcome them back and let them know that you're there to support them. Our next guest knows the relationship between workers and their workplaces inside out. And she's researched the ways each handles change. She's full of advice on how to make the transition back to work yourself, or how to help your employee or your colleagues do it well. Stay with us. Meta has spent upwards of $50 billion developing the metaverse. But will it pay off for the company, its investors, and for CEO Mark Zuckerberg?
1: Over time, I hope that we are seen as a metaverse company. And I want to anchor our work and our identity on what we are building towards.
0: Meta's trillion-dollar business and how we use the internet could hang in the balance. Go inside the company in a new three-part series. From Facebook to Meta, Zuckerberg's big bet. In the tech news briefing feed from The Wall Street Journal. We just heard from someone who overcame their fear of returning to work after a multi-month leave, and she had a pretty good go of it. But it's not the same story for everyone. Denise Rousseau is a professor of organizational behavior and public policy at Carnegie Mellon University, and she researches the relationship between workers and the companies that employ them, including individual career development and the ways that companies and workers manage change. She's here to offer us some perspective on how to return to work and hit the ground running. Denise, tell us why is it so hard to come back from leave?
2: Well, any reentry is difficult because probably it's the case that we're not quite the same person with the same concerns we were prior to taking the leave, be it you know our, our, do we have a new baby? Have we come from taking care of an elderly relative? Um, did we have a health issue that we needed to address the effects? of the conditions prompting the lever still with us. And then, of course, we have the reentry the fact that we're now going back to a workplace with its demands that may or may not be exactly what we left. So can you prepare for a successful return? Absolutely. Preparing for a successful return has a number of components to it, the first of which is not to fly solo. The idea of... Trying to tough it out and do everything on your own in your return is really fallacious and problematic. You're going back to a new situation. Features may have changed since when you worked before. You have probably had some changes yourself. You may still even be recovering physically, emotionally, mentally from what it was that prompted the leave. And so there's a need for support.
0: How do you make that happen? What can I ask from the people around me if I'm coming back from a leave?
2: I think one of the first things is communicate. And coming back uh, to people who we know before, our manager and our coworkers, update them on what's happening. Don't assume they know. And don't um, subject people to the secret test. They're supposed to read your mind. They're supposed to ask, how are you doing? Tell them. And be, without belaboring the point, clear about what you're coming from where you are and what you might need and ask for their ideas second feature is connect them how are they doing what have they been dealing with don't feel guilty don't apologize
0: figure out what you can do to contribute when people come back from leave i'm sure their colleagues are going to be asking questions Hopefully the question is, how are you? But maybe the question is, where were you? (laughs) And what if you don't want to answer it or it feels sensitive or personal? How do you address those questions?
2: Boundaries are very important in the context of leave because, of course, there's a host of reasons. Personal, private, um, uh, health-related, psychologically-related that might actually have adverse implications or stigma in talking with your colleagues and coworkers upon re-entry, you can say, you know, this was a break I needed. I'm really appreciative about it. I, thank you very much. Here's here's where I am now. And um, here, here's what I'm hoping to make happen here. Tell them what they need to know and express appreciation without disclosing. How you comport yourself on return and the care and respect you show to other people will reduce the need for others to want to pick apart your reasons for going.
0: Now, I'm sure that in a lot of cases, it's those same colleagues who rise up and pick up the slack. I mean, one person's absence can mean more work for everyone in the team.
2: The idea that other people picked up the slack is not to be taken lightly. It's it's something we presume we would do ourselves if an accommodation was needed by another but that that's a contribution that should be recognized. Managers are very appreciative of people who help others after having their own accommodation. It's seen as sort of reciprocity.
0: At the same time, is it reasonable to be worried that people were able to pick up the slack? Or maybe you were backfilled and it turns out you're not irreplaceable. I mean, should that be a little bit unsettling? It doesn't feel very good. You know, uh, there is something
2: in the human heart,
0: right? Every silver
2: lining has a dark cloud. I wasn't there. (laughs) They picked up the slack. Therefore, I'm not important. Well, you know, there's a difference between short-term problem solutions and long-term sustainability. It is a stretch for people to backfill for others. Almost none of us are expendable. But... Our opportunity here is to make a contribution upon our return.
0: At the same time, so many things can change. I mean, your workload itself can change. Maybe the space that you're working out of is different or redesigned. Maybe you've had some colleagues leave or new colleagues come on board. But what about if you've changed?
2: What if I'm a different person upon the return from my leave? We will always... become different selves over time some aspects of us will surface others will be less salient this is the opportunity that renegotiation of your work role and perhaps also your contributions opens up and so this is uh, for this reason in talking with my manager and in talking with my coworkers i don't just talk to them once the opportunity is there to keep adapting. So you've opened a conversation with your manager. And it might involve your future in a career sense. It might involve development or tasks. But keep that conversation going and never think of it as a one and done.
0: How do I go about it? What can I say? And let's say I'm really nervous about it. Most people are
2: nervous when they <laughs> try to negotiate an accommodation. So you're normal. Okay. First is um, you're negotiating in the context of a relationship. This isn't a market transaction. This is problem solving. Second thing is do your homework. There are almost always precedents in the organization. You're not the first person who ever needed an accommodation. It eases your manager's responses to your request to know that he or she is not doing something exceptional or unusual. The third issue, it doesn't have to last forever. That accommodation usually is something that is time-bound. This is a, a temporary arrangement that you can revisit with your manager and your co-workers over time as it unfolds. As opposed to a one and done, you need this accommodation and that's it forever.
0: What do you think are the biggest mistakes people make when they come back from leave? Number
2: one, you need to speak up. Number two, assuming that you're unique and this has never happened before, there are precedents for people returning from leave. We can learn from them. And I guess the third thing is is that people think of it as a bargain. And I think of it as problem solving.
0: So when you're coming back to work, you can keep Denise's tips in mind to come back strong. She says you're not asking for a favor from your boss when you make clear what your new needs are. You're in a negotiation and getting a yes to that ask begets more yeses in your future. It's a chance to customize your job responsibilities or your workflow. And those pain points you hit on your road to get back into the groove after an extended leave. Totally normal. So speak up with the confidence that you're not the first and won't be the last. Next time on the show, we're going to have fun! We're going to have fun. That's less of a promise and more of a command. Like, you know, what your bosses are implying when they schedule that compulsory after-hours team-building event on the pickleball court. Mandatory fun is the name of the game next week. Be there or, well... You get it. Like the show? Tell your friends. And hit us with a five-star review on your favorite platform. As We Work is a production of The Wall Street Journal. Charlotte Gartenberg is our producer. Jonathan Sanders is our booking producer. Scott Saloway is our supervising producer. Jessica Fenton and Michael Laval are our sound designers. Jessica Fenton composed our theme music. Editorial support was provided by Falana Patterson. I'm Erin Delmore. See you next time.